Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast, or maybe we should be the Punk Rock Podcast today. We have Worthless on, and they have been busy bees uh, in 2020, and then they've released a new single out here for 2021 to show that they are not giving up. And we're going to chat about that new single, we're going to chat about how the boys have been busy, and we're going to chat about what they've got coming up. So right now, I'm being joined by Stuart and Connor to share some more about what they dislike, apparently. So, hey. boys, welcome to the Hello. show. Thank Hello. you for having us, man. Yeah, great to have you boys on. Now, let's get straight into that. Dislike. I mean, come on. What's, what's there to dislike in the world these days? <laughs> how, how long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got Definitely. some time. You can, you can, you can let her rip. Yeah. Uh, that, that, could be a, that could be a list as long as... Uh, I don't even know everything. It's Tories, a- number one. <laughs> no, Tories are number one. <laughs> um, gigs, not being able to play gigs, mate. Absolutely. No, I heard Actually, Brexit's doing it. great things for Scotland. Oh, man. Like, our country's in complete turmoil. It is in, it's, it's a disaster. We're like America 2.0. Wow. Although they're kind of turning it a wee bit. I like their vibe. They're turning it around. They're getting back on tracks, but the UK is absolutely not. So, um, aye. But playing live shows, that's what I dislike. Or I miss playing live shows, that's what I dislike. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is this song about this stuff or is it something else? No, it's, it's, a, it's about. I'll let Connor take this one because he had a big aye. part in writing this one. This was kind of the, I was kind of the last person to join the band, so this was kind of some ideas that I had when they had asked me to join that I was able to kind of bring forward. This was one of the songs that I actually kind of wrote the lyrics for as well, so the, the main kind of vibe about the song is is mainly just kind of finding things that you dislike about yourself and kind of addressing them, you know, because usually if you kind of do realise something like that, you are more than likely just to, to kind of shield it and not kind of show anyone about it. But it, it's kind of just about, you know, the, the song is about pushing out there to, to kind of, you know, get used to, to telling people about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I've got here that you play the guitar, Connor. Yes, yes, that's right. And Stuart plays the guitar, and usually that's like putting two male hamsters in a cage. It's just, you know, it doesn't, doesn't work out. So how did you guys... <laughs> Stuart, what was the decision? You're like, man, we need another guitar player. Well, originally, so like when we first started, it was me and her, our now just singer Jordan that were doing the guitars. So um, he would do like all the, the cool rhythms and I'd be playing leads and stuff. Uh, and it was actually, it was kind of Jordan's decision to be like, nah, I kind of want to maybe take a step back from that and try and become more of a showman, become more of a frontman. So that was really cool. So then we'd asked Connor to come in and it's actually been super, super refreshing working with Connor. Um He's brought in a whole lot of like really, really cool creative ideas. Um, very, very different like style-wise to what we were doing before. Um, so it's been really fresh and like really exciting. It's been quite challenging for me as a guitar player as well because uh, when I was doing my leads, you know, I would always kind of stick to what's comfortable for me and this, that, and the next thing. And I was, I'm very, very sort of like melody-driven. Whereas Connor would come in with these like, amazing, really cool guitar parts and. I actually think it's it's working really really well. Um, he's, well. Yeah, he's like a really really great like songwriter. He's really really great at writing guitar parts. And I well, <laughs> it's going well. I sound like I'm really like 
kissing here, but no, nah, it's going. Right. Yeah, these are like had for years because I've not been able to play in a band for years, so it's nice to bring them somewhere and have someone appreciate them, which is true. It's about time somebody's appreciating what I do here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Now you mentioned you haven't been in a band in years. I can only imagine why. Um, but what I guess inspired you to uh, take that great leap of faith into doing something horrible with your life? I mean, joining a band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still fun. No, I, I used to play bass in a band for quite a long time, and then that just kind of fell out. But I'd always played guitar, and kind of before joining Worthless, I was um, I had filled in for a few shows. Um, one sh- one show was in replacement of Stuart playing lead guitar when you were away somewhere, and then I had done a few shows for them playing bass as well. So that it was also quite nice. It was quite comfortable, kind of just joining the band because I'd already played with them a few times. Uh, but no, it's it's mainly fun, you know. What I mean, and it'll be it'll be even more fun when we can actually play a couple of live shows, which again, none of us have done in, in months. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw like the the shows that Connor filled in on uh, was actually it was like a full tour that we'd done in Britain when we're like right down like we played in Glasgow and then we were down at like, the bottom of England and stuff like that. So like we we just had that instant click and we'll be, it was like you know one of those things where you kind of know each other and you get on and everything's really good, man. So I straight from the word go, it's just been super positive and and nice and lovely and refreshing. Okay, very cool. So. You still found things to dislike about yourself, Connor. I don't know how. I mean, we just spent the last five minutes, you know, pra- praising you there. And I think we opened up by talking about how stunningly good looking you are. So <clears throat> that's good, though. Yeah. So is it, I guess, from like a mental health perspective, like a self-esteem thing? I know that term hasn't been used since like 1993, but is it like a self-esteem thing? It's kind of more like a... It's like waiting for opportunities, but the actual song is kind of like waiting for opportunities to come to you rather than going out and getting them, mm. which is something I dislike about myself because I feel like I've done that for a, like a good period of my life, but now it's more of a, you know, can I go out and try to make opportunities instead of waiting for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can go make a tree grow apples. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. of course. You, you can do anything, eh? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, well, that's actually interesting because I, the thing is, I just <clears throat> threw that out there without even really thinking about it. I should have, you know, thought before I spoke. That's why gravity works this way, boys. You can think about it <laughs> and then you can say it. But I defy, I defy, I defy gravity for a second there. Uh, yeah, there's something to be said about, you know, uh, trying to go make something happen. But if it's wintertime, it doesn't matter what technology you use. You can't plant anything to grow. Like, you can get out there with a tea kettle and then get, you know, warm up the soil. But, like, it's not going to work. And yeah. if, you know, if there's no wind in your sails, then you're not going to get anywhere. Like, there's a certain amount of waiting that is actually required. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. There is, man. But I guess it's about... Um, maybe having that that drive for when the right opportunity presents itself to then take take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When the wind starts blowing, you got to be at the ready with your sails. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. rowing that'll build you some <laughs> big biceps or something. 
Uh, I would love that. <laughs> now, speaking of big biceps, looks like you guys took 2020 and you said, cool, we're going to keep working anyway. So there's a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that was released, uh, like a self-titled EP and some singles there. Um, so I guess take us through that. And as we get into 2021, is there something that you guys are looking to do differently or is it a continuation of what you guys were doing in 2020? Uh, it's kind of a, a mixture of the two, man. So to to take it back to the start of 2020, we had recorded four songs and the plan was always going to be we'll release these as an individual EP and this will be our first big EP and that'll be really, really cool. Um, and then obviously we got hit with the, the pandemic and stuff like that. So it was more kind of just about readjusting what we were going to do. So instead of doing, you know, here's maybe one single and one EP and then let's go and tour this and really, really push this, that slowly turned into, right, let's 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 ride this because recording studios weren't open, practice studios weren't open and um, none of us have got the kind of facility to record at home. So our good enough to like release record at home anyway and um, mm-hmm. so that was like more of a case of right we need to take these four singles and kind of spread them out so that we can see this out for the duration of however long it lasts so we done that man that was really cool and um, we had an acoustic track as well that we recorded an acoustic version of one of the singles so we managed to get that released and that kind of tidied us through the most of 2020 without yeah. playing shows um, and it was cool as well because it meant we still had content to kind of give um, and then at the tail side of 2020 when COVID had sort of died down after its first sort of like hit um, in the UK we got back into record again so that was really cool and we recorded Dislike so then that was another case of right this will tide us over again it'll keep us going it'll keep the, the content there keep people interested um, but now fortunately we're in a position where we have recorded a completely whole new EP and I think the plan is to try and do with this that we've got what we were planning on doing last year and put it out as our right here's a, our big release this is our EP this is kind of what this is going to be our statement as a band and then take that and try and play that and tour that and promote that as yeah. much as possible mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it was a, it was a kind of blessing and a curse last year obviously there was a lot of things we couldn't do but we were really fortunate that we had four or five songs recorded and we just had to make do with putting them out over a longer period of time and at least still having something and still staying active that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, else, what else could you do, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. Like, we had we had originally planned a big music video shoot for, for one of the singles, Good Enough, and that was cancelled. That yeah. very quickly turned into, like, we need to film ourselves in a bedroom here and <laughs> we'll just put it together in, like, a wee college and try and make it funny and... <laughs> It was okay. Like it was just one of those things because it was just such an unpredictable time. And right, right as that happened was when was when uh, Britain right went and it's very very strict. Right, we're in lockdown. You can't even you can only go and exercise twice a day. You know you can't leave your local authority. So we had no options. Um, So it was really it was a case of working with what we had. And like I said, we were pretty lucky that we had that sitting to the side and we could see it off, man. Yeah. yeah. Now there is a music video for dislike, or am I making that up? No, there is, yeah. I'm checking it right now before I embarrass myself. Yeah, there is a music video. Alright. There's Connor grooving away. Yep. Boom, we got Stuart grooving away. Same haircut. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think your hair is just always like that, isn't it? You never you don't even have to get haircuts. <clears throat> no, 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 I don't, man. I got like um that's actually a wig. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Oh, and then Connor's getting his guitar wrapped up all weird around himself. That's that, yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, you guys shouldn't release that. I think what's interesting is that um, you guys sling it lower than the bass player does. It looks kind of funny. He looks he looks like, know, a, like a tourist. Like, he shouldn't be there. He's right up to the neck with the bass. He loves it. Jamie's like a pretty wee guy, man. He's he's like, um, so that bass he's playing is like a short scale bass as well. And he used to have like a, I don't know the scale length of a bass guitar, right? But he used to have like this massive full length bass, and he had it right up at like his chest, and his arm was like a way out here, and he was like, <laughs> he loves it, man. Fair play, him. He rocks it. Wow, I actually didn't even notice that until just now. There's a the shot where you guys are stacking something in front of him, speakers, I guess, uh-huh. or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you can see that it's a very, very short bass. That is wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a tiny one. It's uh, I don't know what scale length that is, to be fair, but it's like a foot scale. I think uh, it's just more scale. The next one, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Connor's playing the guitar backwards. You guys, you guys are cheeky. Okay. Cheeky chappies. Cheeky chappies. Cool. Now take us through, I guess, I'm curious anyway about the sound because I'm seeing a lot of classic punk elements here. You know, the Fender guitars uh, in specific, which is super classic. I mean, I go back to like Blink-182, The Offspring, that kind of thing. Although yeah. he had Ibanez. I'm trying to remember the dude's name from The Offspring. But similar uh, idea, right? Noodles. Noodles are Dexter Holland? Yes. Dexter Holland? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe that was a bad example, but... Uh, <laughs> I think the design was very similar to Fender, though. Just Ibanez had approached him. Yeah, but yeah. Take us through the sound. Those are, those are Jaguars. Uh, the, so yeah, you've always got the Jag. The when I joined the band as well, I decided I need a, a good guitar. So the guitar I've actually got is a it's a Reverend guitar, a Reverend Double Agent. It looks very kind of you know the body shape's kind of similar to the Fender, but um, I got that because I had seen quite a lot of different bands play them, and I think the sound. It's just if it's just fatter, like it, you can get it really fat compared to like some other Fender models. So we, we use kind of most of that for the rhythm, and then Stuart's Jaguar for the lead. I think. Yeah, we um we use oranges as well. We both use orange amps, um, but we actually recorded all 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 in fact all of the material that we've released at Worthless is Worthless is all being recorded through a Kemper, which is pretty cool. Uh, what else have we done? We've done the Kemper, we've done the did, Oranges. Uh, did you guys uh, use a Kemper chain of what you would normally use, but now you could record at 3 o'clock in the morning without disturbing your neighbours? Or was it a, <laughs> a completely different uh, different chain? Uh, it was completely different. Completely different. I, I couldn't even tell you, to be honest. Um, no I actually, I used a... What's that really? What's that boss heavy metal pedal like the HM2 or something? The one that gets memed quite a lot. The heavy metal pedal. I, you, you said it. Yeah, yeah. I actually use that. Like that's quite a lot in my signal for recording, which is absolutely mad because people meme it. Um, but that's quite a lot in my sounds when we're recording and stuff. Eh? Wow, I'm trying to imagine that sick, disgusting, beautiful pedal in in, <laughs> exactly. in punk rock, and they actually just really released the pedal as a Waza pedal. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, with the new Waza technology that Boss has been uh, doing. They, yeah. They just re-released the HM2. I don't know if it's everywhere. Uh, I have to even see if I can get it in Canada, but I have saw some things about the HM2 being re-released back on the market as a Waza pedal. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah. Did you that. did you get a real HM2 like from 1980 something? No, no. It was like a shop jump down to the local guitar shop and pick up what they had. Okay. Type deal. Yeah. Um, but you know, actually, I think we I think it was um, we we used that and then just super super EQ'd it and got this really cool like lo-fi sound. I think that's how we used it. We never used it as like an actual right. Here's my main guitar tone or whatever. Yeah. Um. But the guy, the guy that we've been recording with recently, Luke Boville, um, from Moe's and Happy Days, he's an absolute master. Like that right, guy knows his stuff. Um, I think we've got a lot to we've got a lot to be thankful for in, in recording with him as well. He's been oh. super super good with us because mm-hmm. he's kind of made the sound more of what it is now. When like the other songs are a bit kind of lighter, he's made yeah, them yeah. a bit chunkier and a bit you know fatter and lighter. Yeah. That thing, that thing's poking around. I chatted with a band recently that used it on the bass guitar. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the HM2. They used it to, in certain parts, to get a really nasty, filthy, disgusting, beautiful uh, ba- <laughs> bass sound. Do you know, if it works, it works, man. I rate it. I mm-hmm. rate it. I think, it's cool. I think it's cool finding like cool ways to make cool sounds. Like There's a really, really daft part in, in our first single, Home, where the recording studio that we were in is kind of not underground but it's in a kind of lower level building in george square in glasgow but it runs parallel to a train station uh so a lot of the mics were picking up interference from the trains going past and see that and like a guitar signal unreal sounded so so cool yeah but and i know that's a mental thing to say but there's like it just adds like so many nice wee touches and stuff it was really cool mm-hmm. i agree with you mm-hmm. now what's coming up next for worthless anything worthwhile uh, hopefully, man. We've we've got um, like we were saying, we've got four songs smashed out the park, ready to go. So, I guess once this kind of the dislike hype's over, um, we'll be looking into doing that. And fingers crossed, just absolutely hammering, playing live and touring and stuff like that. Um, I we've got a couple of music videos lined up as well. So we're we're really going to try and push this next EP and and make this our sort of our statement if you will because um, we're all really proud of it actually I think it's yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're really proud it took us a long long way to write it um, and get it all sorted and it's it was difficult as well it was a kind of difficult process because we couldn't meet up as much during Covid to get parts yeah. down and stuff but two of the songs kind of just hoping that once they were recorded we could play them live mm-hmm. we weren't able we had played a few of them live we would played a few of them for a few months but Two of the songs, I think, we kind of basically just had to write, you know, all separately. So we wrote from this when we kind of got to the studio. So there's a, you know, a bit, a bit different kind of to the other ones. But uh, hopefully, of course, once we can kind of tour it, you know, it's a good line. Uh, that's it. Music mm-hmm. videos, touring, maybe some new T-shirts. Who knows? Who knows what the future maybe, holds? But maybe some new T-shirts, baby. Maybe some new t-shirts. <laughs> link in the bio. <laughs> link, link in the Come bio on. for some new t-shirts. I, I, I don't mean to sound like a like a grump, but I have more hope for the new t-shirts than I do for a tour this year. But I know, yeah, I know everybody's yeah. getting psyched again. Uh, I'm seeing some some bands saying, "Man, we got a tour for this summer. We want to talk about it." And I'm like, "All right, if you want to talk about it, go right ahead." <laughs> do you know, like. I, I get it. Like, I'm absolutely desperate to do it, but at the same time, I am not hopeful. But again, yeah. let's try and be a wee bit hopeful. Yeah. Let's try and be a wee bit hopeful. But when when everyone else is ready, we're ready. Mm-hmm. Right. 
that's the thing. Yeah. When the apples are on the tree, you got to get picking, baby. Absolutely. Get those sails cracked and get those biceps nice and muscly. Nice and muscly. That's <laughs> right. You got to pack one hell of a lunch if you want to row your way to China. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so much easier to just wait on the wind. Uh, okay. Sweet. So we chatted about Connor joining the band. We chatted about... Uh, the use of orange amps, Fender guitars, Kemper Profile, the HM2 pedal. We chatted about you guys having a banger of an EP, uh, some difficulties writing it because you guys were a little bit distanced. And I guess a basic question is, did that change how you guys wrote the song? Like, did it allow you to look at it differently? And did you end up writing things differently as a result of that? We did a good bit of the writing in the studio didn't we we go yeah. changed a lot of different parts so again I guess that's different because two of the songs we were pretty solid on we didn't really want to change anything when we got in and it was easy enough just to, to kind of go in and record those but the two that we hadn't really practiced it was a lot of kind of trial and error um, especially with that lead guitar bits as well uh, a, a, an awful lot of like FaceTimes and stuff like that we like dodge internet connections trying to play along with each other to get all the bits right and um, <laughs> did you, did you get it? it? Just... You're, you're frozen. Did Did you hear it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it was like, and it was bloody difficult. Um, but you know, what? actually, it was it was quite cool as well because, like Connor said, when we got to the studio, there was maybe parts that we weren't 100 percent sure on or hadn't properly fleshed out, and we had the time to just sort of set as a band for the first time in however long and be like, right, let's work on this, and you know, get it. So, um. It seems it's quite organic in that kind of sense, but it was it was it was pretty challenging. I would say yeah, I found it challenging. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, boys, that concludes all my questions. So, unless there's anything else, thank you so much for coming on to the Punk Rock Podcast today. Amazing, well, man! Thank you for having us. It's been lovely. Nice.